morning, good morning. Welcome to Tales from the Homestead, the podcast about Tawsome Tales filled with themes of, in this case, liquor, vice, and sin. Uh, Welcome, guys. Thanks, thanks. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back here with the Carnivaleros, uh, three-fifths of them. Uh, and we'll be talking about Tossum Tales, the new record coming out, or depending on when you're listening to it, is already out and might be like the the album that they released years ago. <laughs> oh, just got an electrical shock. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, now this, I'm awake. Yeah, you're awake now. <laughs> That's good. So uh, we're here back with Gary and Carl. And my name is Björk van Benedictsen, and uh, I'll be... Asking all the questions so that I don't have to tell the stories. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Especially because I don't know most of them. Or one of the reasons why we did this podcast is a selfish reason of mine that I just want to dig deeper into the stories and understand what I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first song on the album, Tell Some Tales, is called Liquor, Vice, and Sin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it starts off kind of strong. And very unique sounding Carnivaleros uh, style. I don't, um, do you want to talk a little bit about maybe the, um, you know, what the song is about, how it came about, and then talk about a little bit about the production in general? Well, I actually have no idea what this song's about. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Own yeah. it. It's, Own it. It's autobiographical. <laughs> you know, I think all of my songs, in some sense, have a little bit of that. Uh, uh, this song, to me, was about coming up with imagery of being out at three and four in the morning. Okay. Kind of waking up in the morning and going, what the hell happened? <laughs> Where am I? Are these even my pants? Yeah, it's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> what I really like about the song is sort of the, there's sort of a juxtaposition of sounds in general, um, especially when it comes to the production. There is this sort of, I would call it almost like a Wild West-themed guitar licks and uh there's a really cool vocal effects on the vocal in at least parts of the verses and that stuff. And then um, then you sort of jump into the carnival part of the song. So mm-hmm. how, how did that come about? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the carnival part, uh, which is polka-esque, yeah. uh, came about uh, quite a bit later than after we had actually played the song after on stage. After we recorded the song. After we <laughs> recorded this, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh and I just had this, uh, I don't know, uh, it, the song itself and, and the mood of the song tends to be a little dark, maybe. Okay. And so I wanted to toss something in that would be carnivalesque and also uh, lighten things up a little bit in the middle. Right, right. You know, instead of having, here's another guitar or accordion solo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which we had in there for a while. We and okay. we just took that out and put in this um, this change to a different key signature and a, a more major 
feel than mm-hmm. the minor feel of of the meat of the song. Right, right. And uh, so I said, Carl, can you put this? Can you put this in there? And uh, we we laid it down. You know, went with the same tempo. Yeah. As as the song and laid down this uh, drum beat. I tend to record drums first when yeah. I put things down. By the way. And so we came in and did this and added all kinds of uh, odds and ends onto this polka thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then pared it down to actually make sense. It was longer than... Yeah, I remember the first time we played it uh, and when I learned it, there was an extra... Extra A section. Yeah, extra A section, that's right. mm -hmm. You know, listening to it is like... Superfluous. Cut that fat out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's. I feel like it's just the right length to get the idea, lift lift it up, and yeah. then come back in and sort of resolve the uh, the last chapter of the story. Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's kind of I don't know if irony is the right term, but it's sort of pulling in that sort of carnival feel. And depending on your relationship with with clowns, it can almost feel even <laughs> scarier than. <laughs> Do you have a relationship with clowns? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we all have them in our nightmares. Yeah, yeah. So like, they can be, you know. <laughs> Stephen King definitely like ruined our childhoods <laughs> in many different ways, and re-ruined them uh, with a revamp for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah to to me, the the polka part sort of echoes the frenetic happiness. Yeah. The, you know, what happens when you've had a few too many and everything's fun. Yeah. And the crowd's cheering in the background and <laughs> mm-hmm. you can do no wrong. And then right. it comes screeching back to a... <laughs> screeching back to you know, waking to up in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And that's the first line uh, after we come back. I wake up in the morning and wonder where <laughs> where you are. Right. You know. So exactly. Um, I also uh, uh, on the vocal thing. Yeah. Um, I sort of had this idea. I think I I just mentioned it at one point to Carl after my vocal was in the can. Mm. Uh, I, I said something about wanting to maybe hear hear it sound like I'm singing sort of through a megaphone or like a, maybe like you'd hear a barker at a carnival, you know, to uh, give it a little bit of something different. Uh, And kind of has that step right up, folks. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Which was the name of the first CD, by the way, (laughs) Step Right Up. (laughs) So Carl uh, ran with that and uh, he, he he probably has more information about how he achieved that, but uh, Your standard, I thought it was perfect. You know, band pass it, and yeah, and that was about it. Yeah, um, and then tried to to get back to full fidelity for the chorus because it to me it sounded like it needed to widen up to widen out. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. yeah, I really enjoy that sort of production element uh, just from my you know because I'm that's. Like that's what I do all day, every day is 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 this sort of production stuff, and hearing the song and it just has so many layers because there's always these contrasts going on. Things are you know changing. There's a little bit even like the guitar licks when there's a little bit of room. There's a guitar lick that comes in there. Right. You right. Know. 
Yeah, so uh, do you want to walk through maybe a little bit of sort of the recording aspect? Like, is there what's going on there? There's the standard guitars, guitar. Drums. Well, in this case, we've got drums, bass, two baritone guitars. I mean, the the rhythm guitar was done on baritone, and then the baritone plays the the theme, the, yeah, the motif. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's little bits of. Of another guitar, the the James Bondy thing yeah. here and there were from actually from a scratch guitar that I had done. Oh, okay. And I just kept about three little snippets of them where they seemed to work. Excellent. I got rid of the Inagata DeVita reference <laughs> um, for the classic rock cassette line. I thought I didn't want to live with that ten, <laughs> ten years down the, the line. Right. <laughs> well, so, uh, and then we've got uh, accordion on it, and the drums, originally this song started out much more polka-esque, sort of standard Carnivaleros, and we we thought, you know, it doesn't really need a big backbeat snare so much, or a, you know, a polka snare, why don't we try, um I was I was thinking just sort of uh, you know playing the rim of the snare that yeah which ended up being done I think on woodblock um, yeah it's definitely like a very unique and cool rhythmic element yeah. in the and then mix. then all you know all the basic things with the exception of drums and bass drop out in the in the polka and it goes to an, a ukulele and a toy piano and a little bit of cheesy organ and right. and. And some applause layered down in this sort of the that gives that circus feel. Right. Yeah. That, you definitely um, get that sort of the kind of crazed. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're going like around in circles yeah. on like a yeah. carousel right, type exactly. thing. So that's about <laughs> it. And it was like a lot of things. It was mostly carving away what didn't need to be there. Yeah. Uh, you know, lots of little, you know, because we all have a tendency to probably play a little too much. Right. And it was like, yeah, get rid of that note, get rid of that note. Yeah, you know. just just find the, yeah. you know, play, you know, a little bit more than you need, and then you, well, kill your yeah. darlings or take the 10% out that right. isn't right. necessary. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. that's about it. I mean, there wasn't any, uh, you know, no fancy trickery other than, you know, thanks to DAWs being able to easily slip in the the polka section. I mean, we could have done it on tape. You know, yeah, I've done things like that on tape, but it's a whole lot easier and more fun to <laughs> to not have to worry about screwing. Yeah, up. just highlight yeah, the region yeah. And, yeah. and and cut. <laughs> no rocking of reels and going. That's where it is. Right. So, and uh, is there are there any other specific sort of Unique mix techniques other than just the vocal sort of? Not really. I mean, I'm pretty old-fashioned, you know. uh, I don't particularly use Mm -hmm. side-chaining. You know, I might pile a couple of compressors in series. uh, But that's about it. I try and be pretty pretty minimal. Cool. Um, But then I'm not trying to make a, you know... 2010 pop release out there. <laughs> right. You know, nobody would ask me to do that <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> cool. But that's about it, you know. 
yeah. couple, couple of different delays, a couple of different reverbs. Right. Um, Just to get the sort all of in, feel. All in the box. I used to to do a hybrid thing, and it's just, I mean, right now, I just don't have anything hooked up. Right. You know, old old reverb boxes and harmonizers, and but it's too much of a hassle, and there's too much too much going back to, you know, retouch this one little right. part. It's, yeah, you want to have the revisions be easier. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. So anything else you want to add about this song before we uh, play it for, for the listeners? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it uh, sort of tells its own story. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah definitely take a, a good hard listen to the lyrics and imagine yourself, uh, I don't know, Going hard out on uh, 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> you don't can, be afraid of the clowns. <laughs> don't be afraid of the clowns, yes. You can also um, uh, check out the lyrics, too, if you want to read along to them at uh, carnavaleros.com. Mm-hmm. underscore tales.html. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so that's where you can find... Um, more information about the Carnivaleros, carnivaleros.com. Mm-hmm. And for other episodes of the podcast, you can go to carnivaleros.com slash podcast. Sounds good. All right. Liquor, vice, and sin.
find my clothes and make my way towards the door. One more night to roll the dice and gamble for the win. One more night in paradise of liquor by the One more night in paradise of liquor by the